This is Brother John Metter, and I greet you in the precious name of Jesus, and I pray everyone's doing well. And I feel like I have something very important that I want to talk to you about today. And I want you to let the working of the Spirit of God move in your hearts and minds today. And uh, I'm not trying to be political, but we are in a fight for this nation as it was founded back in uh, the days when our nation come to being. And we need to fight for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. You know, I've said many times, this is not just a fight uh, politically, but this is a warfare against good and evil. And Isaiah wrote in Isaiah 5 and 20, Woe to them that call evil good and good evil, and that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine and men of strength to mingle strong drink which justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteous of the righteousness or take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. You know, we're in a day now that People have come to a mindset that evil is good and good is evil and light and darkness is light and uh, it's, it's a mindset. It's something that the enemy has brought into our nation over the last probably 30 to 40 years and people's minds have been perverted. They've been brainwashed. They've been fought at with spirits of uncleanness and ungodliness. And they've done this to bring forth a generation that is going to put forth their policies. That is the reason it is necessary for you to know what your kids are being taught in school. It's necessary to know what your kids are looking at on social media. It's necessary. Children of God, wake yourselves up. We are in a generation that has put darkness for light. And light for darkness that have put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Uh, when you can murder an unborn baby and call it right. When you can allow perversion and evil to be taught to your kids in school and call it right. When you can allow religions of darkness and idolatry and ungodliness to be put out there for your kids. And all this is coming through government. All this is coming through our school systems. And that's why I've been telling you for uh, months now, it's time to pray. It's time to pray. We have got to elect the right leaders. I don't know if I've ever shared this dream with any of y'all or not. I may have done it recently. I preach so many places and so many times and before so many different people. Sometimes I do not remember what I administered where. But this was back in 1998. I remember well. I was evangelizing. I had not yet been called a pastor. And I was evangelizing. I had been out in the Midwest. And was headed back. And I believe I was in Arkansas. And I was getting ready to minister in a church in Arkansas. I can't even remember the name of the town at this point. All I know is we were down below Little Rock. If I remember right. And... Uh, I was sitting in the truck, 
studying my Bible there in the driveway of the church. They were going to be calling me in to minister in a few minutes. And uh, I was sitting there, and the voice of the Lord spoke to me. And he said, George W. Bush will be the next president of the United States. Well, this was 1998. I don't even know if they had begun the election process, if they were doing you know, the uh, candidates were running. I, I have no recollection. All I know is when the Lord spoke that to me, I said, who? I had never heard of the man. Never in my life have I heard that name. I knew about the vice president that was under Ronald Reagan that had became our president, I think, back in 88 and only run one term. But this was, like I said, this was in 98. I had no idea who this man was. And so I searched it out, and sure enough, the Lord uh, uh, found out about him. And matter of fact, somewhere during that time, it was either, I think it was right before, it was right after, the Lord spoke to me that there was a prisoner put to death in Texas that had turned her heart over to Christ. And I wrote this man a letter and told him, that what he had done was going to cause great harm to come to the state of Texas because that they had executed one of God's children. I done it just like God told me. And I want you to know that next, it was about six months after I wrote that letter and they put this woman to death, I think Texas suffered something like three or four billion dollars in drought and agriculture losses that, that uh, following few months. But all I done was what God told me. I uh, didn't do anything on my own, didn't know nothing about what was going on. But then you move forward to the year 2000, and this was in October. We had started the church there in Alabama. The Lord had spoke to me about it as I come out of this trial uh, where I've hurt myself really bad. Uh, it been in great pain in my physical body. The Lord spoke to me to start a church, and he put us there in Alabama wasn't something I would have done on my own. I loved evangelism, but God uh, put me there. And even uh, I was still in physical condition where I would go and get down and pray with the people. And I would try to gather people together an hour at least before service to go to prayer and seek the face of God. And uh, I would have to have somebody come help me get off of my knees because... I still couldn't get myself up from the injury I'd sustained in my back in uh, the early part of that year. But one day in prayer, the Lord took me into a vision. And in that vision, I saw uh, a man on his knees in this, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. This looked to be the Oval Office in the White House. I saw that big circular rug that, they have there and with the presidential seal on it. As far as I know, it's still there if they haven't moved it. But uh, this was in October of 2000. And I saw a man on his knees praying and crying out to God and weeping before the Lord. And uh, asking God for wisdom and understanding what to do. But his back was to me and I couldn't tell his head down. Uh, I couldn't tell who it was. I wouldn't know, you know, whether I knew him or not. And then as the scene changed, I saw uh, George W. Bush raise his head and tears were streaming down his face. And he was crying out to God for God to give him the wisdom to lead this nation. 
And I heard the voice of the Lord speak to me, and he said, Tell my people to put the right man in office. This nation is fixing to go through great calamity. And I began to tell people, I said, I can't tell you who to vote for. I'm not going to try. I said, all I'm going to do is tell you that God spoke to me and told me to tell his people to go to prayer, seek his face, and put the right man in office that our nation was fixing to go through great calamity. And y'all know just a a, a few weeks later, the, the battle that ensued in our Supreme Court to settle our presidential election And it was finally settled that George W. Bush became the president. I had people telling me that the other person was going to win. I said, no, I won't. I know what God told me. And I know if people done right, I know what's fixing to happen. And so it came out the way the Lord showed me it was going to come out. Well, you go to 2001, I think it was in May or June. I can't remember now. We had uh, begun the church there. And I was ministering one Sunday in the church, and I remember well, we had a platform that had rails across it, and and there was an opening in the center, and there was an opening on each side of the platform for people to step up on side of the platform. And if I was uh, facing the congregation, I was standing on the right side of the platform, and I heard a voice uh, I recognized to be Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And I heard his voice speak in that speech he gave uh, to Congress in uh, December of 1941. And I heard these words come out of his mouth, This day shall live in infamy. And the Lord spoke to me and said, There's fixing to be an attack on this nation. He said, It's going to be a sneak attack like Pearl Harbor. And it's going to be on American soil. And it's going to kill into the thousands. Well, I begin to try and stir and warn people and get them to go to prayer and get them to seek the face of God for God to intervene for us. I didn't know what it was, but I think we were on radio, uh, on three different radio stations in uh, Alabama at the time. We were on a small TV station in Somerville, Georgia. And I remember at the end of that uh, broadcast, one I think it was on a Monday night, I fell on my knees and I began to cry out to God and I urged people to pray. I said, something's fixing to happen to America. And I kept warning people and urging people to pray and seek the face of God. And so went on into the fall and I had preached at the church that uh, Sunday. I believe it was on the 9th of September, 2001. And I had sat on the steps. We have steps right in the center that, uh, like two steps that step down in the congregation level. And it's high enough that people can come and make an altar and pray. And the Spirit of the Lord fell on me and I began to scream out, America, America, your sins will find you out, America. Your sins will find you out. And I started screaming for people to repent. And all of y'all know that uh, two days later, I was in Mississippi preaching under a tent for uh, a revival there that a church that I was familiar with uh, had started and then invited me to come preach. And that morning, my wife called and woke me up. I'd been up late praying. 
She called me and woke me up, and she said, have you seen the news? I said, no, I was up probably 2.30, 3 o'clock this morning in prayer. I said, I'm really burdened for this nation. She said, you need to watch the news. And just as I turned it on, that second plane flew into that second tower, and my heart just sank. I knew that what God had told me uh, was coming to pass in our nation was fixing to go through great upheaval and calamity, and it made a difference, children, to our nation that the right people were put in office. So what I'm saying to you today, what I'm saying to you is please, please, please go to prayer. Seek God for direction. Ask God for wisdom and leadership, and please go to the polls and vote and ask God to give you direction to put the right men and women in office. I'm not advocating for anybody. I do know that the man we have in the presidency was put there by God. I've had two or three dreams about him. My wife has had two or three dreams about him and other people that I know before he even became uh, the nominee for the a party that put him in office in February before the convention in that June or July or whatever it was. Someone came to me that God visits them in dreams. And they told me, said, this man will be our candidate for president. And I believe he will win because the Lord told me he was going to put him in office to do some things. And uh, I'm looking to see that man sworn in as president because of what God told me. And, you know, I took it because I had seen this person's dreams come to pass. So I'm telling you, God has put people in office to do His will, but we need people that is going to work with uh, the administration that's in office, not because I don't have a political affiliation. I've never registered one way or the other. Do I vote? Yes, I have voted since I was 18 years old, and I'm now, or whatever the legal age was back then, 65 or 21, whatever it is, I'm now fixing to be 66 years old, and I have voted in every presidential election since I was of legal age because I always voted for the person that I felt like would do the right job. I've never voted a political party. I'm not advocating a political party, but I am telling you that God has put a man in office He's been put there. The Lord has showed me by dreams. He showed, uh, showed other people by dreams. The Lord don't visit me much in dreams. The Lord usually takes me out in the spirit or shows me visions. But every now and then I will have a dream. And uh, I've had two or three, I know two for sure, different dreams about this man uh, and what he had been put in office to do, and I can tell you he's accomplishing what God put him in office to do. But uh, people need to get behind him, I'm talking about, in both parties. 
if the people in the party he represents are not going to get behind him, then all I can tell you is pray for God to put the right men and women in office. We need cooperation. We need unity. Because God is preparing not just this nation, but the world for a visitation of the Holy Ghost. A great revival is in the making because I know People are praying and seeking the face of God. Is everyone that should be praying, praying? No. Is everyone that's praying, praying enough? I say no because I know and feel sometimes that no matter how much we pray, it's not enough. And I don't believe you can ever pray too much and seek the face of the Lord too much. But I am encouraging you. And I am calling on you these next two days to go to prayer. Seek the face of God. Let the voice of the Lord lead and guide you. And let uh, the direction be given that our nation needs. And please, 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 go vote. Don't sit back and say, my vote does not matter. It does matter. Your vote every Vote right now matters. We need to fight for righteousness. If you know anything about our nation, you know that for the last 10 years or so, our nation, Christianity, has been under attack. Everything uh, from the mid-2000s up to 2016 has been under attack of righteousness and good and Christianity. My God, when in a nation of Christians have Christians been so persecuted for prayer and wanting to stand up for righteousness? You see it in your news all the time. Do not think this is political. This is good versus evil. This is righteousness versus unrighteousness. This is godliness versus ungodliness. This is nation against nation and kingdom against kingdom. This is the kingdom of God against the kingdom of Satan. This is the kingdom of God. This is the nation of uh, spiritual Israel against the perverted, unclean forces of Satan. Stand up, children. Stand up and fight. Fight for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Fight for the kingdom of heaven to be revealed. Do you now wonder why? When Jesus, I believe it was in Matthew 11, made the statement that from John the Baptist until now, uh, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. He, he made a statement, and he said that among you, there is no greater been born than John the Baptist, and uh, but he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. And let me roll back in my scriptures here and find what I'm looking for. In verse 7 of Matthew 11, And as they departed, Jesus began to say in the multitudes concerning John, this is John the Baptist, what ye went out in the wilderness to see a reed shaken with the wind, but what went ye out for to see a man clothed in soft raiment, 
But they that wear soft raiment are in king's houses. And y'all know that John came clothed in camel's hair with a leathern girdle. And then in verse 9 he says, But what went ye out to see a prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way. Before thee, verily I say unto ye, among them that are born of women, that there is not risen a greater than John the Baptist, notwithstanding. He that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force for all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, what was Jesus saying up to this day? You've had the law and the prophets, but he said, now the kingdom of heaven is revealed, it's brought forth, and it suffered violence, and violence is taking it by force. And we know that on the day of Pentecost, the kingdom of heaven was revealed in power and authority in those holy men and women that was in that upper room. The Holy Ghost was poured out. 3,000 was saved. The church was formed. Spiritual government and leadership was set up in the forms of apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Great gifts were put in them people in that upper room as they sought God to be baptized in the Holy Ghost and a church of power and authority was born and brought forth. And we're back at that time once again that there's got to be a visitation. But the kingdom of heaven was brought forth that day and we know it as Christianity. We know it as the teachings of the New Testament and the doctrine of Christ. And Jesus said the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. You know that if you go back ever since Christ was crucified, came into this world teaching, was crucified, buried and resurrected, there has been great persecution everywhere throughout the last 2,000 years. This belief is tried to be stopped and stamped out by every every religion of man, every idolatry, every false doctrine, every demon of darkness. And that's why Jesus said the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and it's going to be the violent that take it by force. And I say unto you this day, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Set your hand to the plow. Seek the face of God. Fight for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Go to prayer, I seek God, and for God's sake, for my people, for God's sake, people, if you believe in this nation, if you want to see righteousness prevail, if you want to see our nation turn back to where it was grounded and founded in its original principles, what God raised this nation up for, and that was to be the greatest Christian nation on the face of the earth, and to be given the rich and the wealth of sin the gospel of Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth and God has done it but evil forces and ungodliness of men and perversion and evil have crept in preachers have quit preaching against sin 
right? And it's time to go back to raising that bloodstained banner. Right? It's time to go back to preaching the cross of Christ. Right? It's time, as Paul said, I saved and know nothing among you. Right? Save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Right? It's time to preach that cross, right? the gospel to Him right? that perishes. Right? You know, to wise men, this gospel right? is ignorance, is foolishness. Right? But God chose the foolishness of preaching right? to save men's souls. So it's time to preach a gospel right? of power, authority, dominion of the righteous blood of the Lamb. Right? And it's time to stand up and cry aloud. What did Isaiah say? Right? Lift up thy voice like a trumpet. Right? Blow a trumpet in Zion, Joel said. Sound an alarm right? in my holy mountain. I believe Isaiah said, lift up thy voice like a trumpet. Right? Show Jacob her sins and Israel her transgressions or something to that effect. Right? So it's time to blow a trumpet in Zion. It's time to stand right? and fight for the faith. Fight for this great nation. Go to prayer. Seek God. And let God lead you in that ballot box. Let God lead you how to vote. But please, please, please go vote. Do not sit back and then complain later that things didn't turn out the way you thought they should because you are one of these that say, well, God's got it under control. If God had it all under control, and I know He does, He would not have spoken to me back in 2000 and said, tell my people to put the right man in office. So I'm saying to you, let God speak to you to put the right individual in office because this is not political. This is, like I said, this is good versus evil. Everything that the gospel of the kingdom stands for, that righteousness and Christianity stands for, is under attack in our nation. And we need God to turn it around. You know, everybody's talking about a blue wave. I'm not believing on a blue wave. I just don't believe everything these polls are saying. I'm praying for a red tsunami. I'm praying for a red tidal wave in our nation that's going to turn things back in the favor of people that believe God and want to see righteousness and godliness prevail. So fight the good fight of faith with us. Stand with us. Pray with us. Come visit us at our church. We are located at 90 Garland Drive in J, Georgia. We have service at 11 a.m. on Sunday. We have Bible study uh, in J most every Monday night at the home of one of the ladies from the church. Her mother's bedfast. She's not been able to come to church in a long time, so several of us from the church go there on Monday night. It's 7 o'clock, and that is 140 Juniper, J-U-N-I-P-E-R, Juniper Drive in J, Georgia. We also are beginning to have a Bible study in Blue Ridge on Sunday evenings, usually around 6 or 6.30. Uh, I will ask the people there if we can put it on radio. Uh, I would not do that without their permission. The one I just announced in J, I know. This sister, she's fine with us announcing it. So if you want to contact us, go to our website, mansentfromgod.org. That's M-A-N-S-E-N-T-F-R-O-M-G-O-D dot O-R-G. There is an email address there. 
If you want to email us about the Bible studies or our church services, there is a donate button there. You can donate by debit or credit card. There is also a mailing address there that you can send your prayer request. And when you send them, I pray over them. If you can, at the time you write your prayer request, please stand with this program financially. You can write us at World Revivals. We are a nonprofit charitable organization. Your tax, uh, your donations are considered tax exempt. But write us at P.O. Box 1618 Conyers, C-O-N-Y-E-R-S, Georgia. Zip code is 30012. Write us there. Make your donations in the name of World revivals and we will place these donations into the ministry to help us keep this broadcast on the air and fight for this faith stand with us may god bless you we love you and appreciate you till our next broadcast god bless